Welcome to From Fear to Fire, Secrets to Overcome Fear, Embrace Your Gifts, and Achieve Success. This is the place where real people share real challenges and where you can find a common bond and uncommon wisdom through their journeys to help you move from fear to fire. I am Heather Hansen O'Neill. I am your host. And our quote today is by Mandy Hale. If you don't see your worth, you'll always choose people who don't see it either. When your self-esteem rises, your life follows. Love this quote and love our guest today as well as the topic. We are going to have so much fun. Laura Khalil has consulted for some of the world's most recognizable brands on marketing, including GE, Intel, and Twitter. Today, she helps service-based businesses in marketing, design, and innovation build predictable monthly revenue, working with the clients they love. She's the host of the top 125 Apple podcast, Brave by Design, and a frequent speaker to audiences on personal branding, overcoming imposter syndrome, and clear communication. She's a fireball, and I'm so excited to introduce her to you today. Laura, welcome. Thank you so much for having me, Heather. I am so excited to be here. I can't wait uh, for our discussion. Oh my gosh, I am sure that everyone will be on the edge of their seat. This is a great topic. I love talking about it. And I know that you are passionate about helping women build wealth. So yes. why? Where did that come from? <laughs> yeah. I love it. It's yeah. Great. <laughs> you know, um, it came from a really interesting place, which was when I was 27, um, I had spent my life up to that point, very sheltered and sort of taken care of first by my family. I grew up in a, you know, a fairly stable family. I'm very lucky for that. Went right into a marriage from there. And when I was 27, I found myself homeless. Mm -hmm. I had run out of my house, um, escaping an abusive situation. And I realized that I had relied for my whole life on men to figure things out for me, to take care of me. And I was a really smart, and I mean, I still think I am a pretty smart woman, but because I'd always relied on other people to provide, I had never learned how to build the wealth for myself. And so I found myself on a September evening in Montreal, which is where I lived at the time, I had, you know, tears just running down my face, going to sleep on friends' couches. I had nowhere to go. My husband had cut off all of my credit cards. And I realized, wow, like, you don't know, <laughs> you don't know anything about money, Laura. And this is the time in your life where you are really going to have to learn how to pull yourself up by the bootstraps, how to rely on your community to help you. And that's, that's what I began to do um, at that point. So um, what happened was I, I had a great deal of determination, Heather. I mean, if anyone has, you know, a fire in their belly, it was me. And I knew that I'd always wanted to go to San Francisco. It had been a dream of mine to live there. So as it had so happened, I had a ticket to go to San Francisco uh, about six weeks after this whole uh, blow up had occurred. And 
I was sleeping on friends' couches, moving from kind of couch to couch. I would go to my day job, go to someone's house. I would get on Craigslist. I would look for jobs. And I said, I am moving to San Francisco on that ticket. I was hellbound and determined that I was going to be in charge of my life instead of letting other people run my life for me. And so I said, you're moving with a job and an apartment when you get there. The truth is I didn't move on that ticket. I actually moved a week earlier ah. with the job and the apartment waiting for me in San Francisco. And that became really the beginning, Heather, of me, one, learning to choose myself. And in doing that, beginning to learn how to build wealth as a woman, beginning to learn how to value myself. Um, and that's kind of how it all began. Um, from there, I worked in Silicon Valley for many years. And I was a very, you know, determined, excitable uh, woman who just, you know, I wanted to go change the world, like a lot of 20 somethings, right? Yeah. Maybe even a lot of 30, 40 somethings, whatever age you are. And I remember one time my boss, um, he pulled me aside after a meeting and he said, Hey, Laura, I just got some feedback for you. And I said, okay, what do you got? And he said, well, you're intimidating the men in the boardroom. <laughs> <laughs> Whose problem is that really? <laughs> exactly. And I was like, I'm really confused because I'm, um, you know, I'm acting just like the guys. I'm not acting any different. I'm just being myself. And he was like, yeah, yeah, but you know, maybe if you could just like smile more, that would help. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I I was really pissed off. I mean, has that ever happened to you, Heather? Um, yeah, I've had moments like that as well. <laughs> yes, it, it really is upsetting and it, it's frustrating and like, what the heck are you talking about? So um, this went on for a number of years and I, I would go basically from job to job. I was effectively collecting what I like to call an unofficial PhD and getting laid off. Very good at getting laid off. If anyone needs to get laid off, contact me. And so I was, you know, just going through this, this pattern. And, um, you know, of course, as you know, you know, if something keeps happening to you over and over and over, you're the common denominator in your experience. The only thing I can change is myself. Mm. And I, I remember the very last job that I had, this was in 2013, last job that I had, um, I had a colleague take me out for dinner with her husband who worked in, the, uh, who was also a marketer like me, different job. He worked in a different company. And I was saying, you know, expressing my frustrations with my boss and all of the challenges I was having. And I said, well, Laura, gosh, what are you getting paid to deal with? You know, all this stuff. And I told them. And Heather, this is when the floor dropped out from under me because her husband in a different company, same industry, was making double wow. what I was making. And I felt sick, mm. sick, nauseated uh, that I had, I thought I was on top of my game. 
But because I continued to have a fear of discussing money, of talking about money, that I had been so deeply undervalued. Mm-hmm. I, 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 was, I was pissed. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, as that job drew to a close, I said to myself, I could see very clearly, I could see the future and I could see where things were headed. And I said, Laura, if you continue to go down this path of seeking full-time employment, that is the definition of insanity. You're not bad at your job. You're just in the wrong job. Mm -hmm. I'm just not cut out for it. So I said, all right. So I left that job over the course of the weekend. I built a website. I started telling everyone I know, hey, I'm a marketing consultant now. This is what I do. And, uh, you know, just figuring, all right, well, let's see what happens. And within six weeks, I was working with Intel, uh, who I worked with for a number of years. Then I got contracts with GE, Twitter, Intuit, and many more. And I was working with some of the largest brands in the world doing marketing consulting and strategy for them around branding. And I realized that all of the traits that had penalized me as a full-time employee were my greatest assets as an entrepreneur and leader. And I also began to learn more about how to value myself in the marketplace. Now that takes time, but an experience and making some mistakes along the way, of course, but that is ultimately how I was able to build a multi six figure consulting business. And it became the impetus for what I do today, which is teaching other creative agencies um, working in marketing, innovation and design, how to do that for themselves without killing themselves. So that's, that's kind of my, my origin story, Heather. Wow. I love it. As, <laughs> as someone who is also made to be an entrepreneur, I, I don't listen well. <laughs> so, so I was, I was totally uh, the, the perfect entrepreneur. Uh, I, I get that, but I love in particular the journey of learning to value yourself. I run into this over and over and over again with my clients, particularly female clients who undervalue. And I have myself through different periods of my life done the exact same thing. So what do you think holds us back from asking to get paid what we're worth? Well, I think a lot of things. I think the first thing is because we don't talk about money. We don't know what other people are making. Yeah. We don't know what's reasonable. We don't know what's, what's within grasp. So that is the first thing, the fear of even talking about money because you're, you have so much, um, so, so many limiting beliefs, so much anxiety around money, because maybe you grew up in your household where let's say money was always short Mm-hmm. And, you know, money was a cause of stress and your parents were like, God, we never have enough money. What are we going to do? How are we going to move forward? So if money was always seen as a bad thing, mm-hmm. because it was the source of all the stress in your family, of all the conflicts with your parents and not having enough, why on earth would you want it? Yeah. I mean, let's think about why would you want something that's caused stress? So we have to start really by examining those limiting money beliefs because part of the reason people don't talk about money is because of those beliefs. They think it's bad. Um, The second thing, and this is one of the things I 
listen, Heather, there's many things I got wrong and I can talk about those too. And, and I will, but one of the things I got right in the beginning when I started consulting is I, I did talk to people about rates and, you know, I got some ballpark ideas of what to charge clients. And then, you know what I did, Heather, right. I added 30% off awesome. because I said, that, that's what a man would charge. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to charge that. And you know what? Those rates got accepted without any issue. I always say to consultants or uh, people running their own service-based business, if nobody is questioning your rate, if nobody is, is pausing, if nobody is asking about it, your rate's too low. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's just too low. It is not... Um, it's not bad to be in negotiation with people. It's, it's a normal, healthy part of the process of gaining business. Um, so, but if nobody's questioning us about our rates, your rates are probably way too low. So I, I attribute some of my success to what I like to call being like put in the elevator of opportunity. And, and this is what it looks like. And I'm going to tell you the story by way of a huge mistake I made. So uh, I want everyone to imagine that wherever you are in life or in business, you're kind of on the ground floor of a, of a, you know, busy dynamic building in the heart of Manhattan. You're, you're looking out and you're seeing the building across the street. You're seeing the cabs go by the people walking outside at ground floor. That's where you are. And then somebody comes to you and says, Hey, I have a key to the secret elevator and I want to show you what you can see if you get in it. So you, you walk into the elevator with them. They, they, you know, turn the key, they take you up to the 50th floor. And as you begin to rise in this elevator, you see the opportunities around you expand. No longer are you just looking 20 feet ahead of you right? Mm -hmm. You can finally see the forest through the trees by lifting up through the elevator. You're looking out over the glass expanse. You're seeing Central Park. You're seeing all of the buildings around you. You are seeing the, um, all of the opportunity that is around you, not what is just directly in front of your face. And this happened to me when I went in for a job for a very large organization thinking I'm on the ground floor of my little building here in my metaphorical building. And he says, well, what do you want for this project? And I'm thinking, oh boy, they're a really big company. I should charge a lot of money. And I said, I'm going to charge $15,000 thinking this is like a huge amount of money for me, for me. He says to me, did you say 50? And I'm thinking, oh my God, absolutely not. Because if I said 50, he won't you know, he would never accept. I said, no, 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 15, 15. He said, okay, because everyone else has been quoting us $50,000 for the project. And that is when I was sort of like using um, the analogy I get, that's when I was sort of shoved into that elevator and taken up to the top floor and said, gosh, darn it. I'm not thinking big enough because I can't see far enough to realize how large the opportunity is. And that is what most entrepreneurs need. They need someone. It can be a mentor. It can be a coach. Um, It can be someone in their field to show them, whoa, 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 whoa. The opportunity is way bigger 
than what you think. And you are playing way too small and you are not looking far enough ahead and wide enough across. That's what most entrepreneurs need. And they're lacking because they are trapped in the weeds of still trying to figure out how to build predictable monthly revenue. And so they're working like dogs on this sort of rat race hamster wheel where they really don't realize how big the opportunities are. I love the elevator analogy. That is fantastic. And it is so, so true. And we do need to surround ourselves with other people who've been there, who are more successful so that we can have that vision that, yeah. that they can provide for us. Now, you because you know what I talk about in my in my TED talk has to do with beliefs and uh, releasing beliefs that don't serve us. I definitely caught when you were talking about those limiting beliefs. So, do you think that that's where certain money mindset originates? And and do you have some tools or some tips, suggestions for how we can change? Our money mindset, if any listeners feel like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, that's me, I, I'm, I'm holding myself back. Yes, absolutely. Um, and thanks for asking, Heather. I think that, you know, most people, the, the key to change, and I think any therapist would agree with this, and I think, Heather, you're going to agree with this, is becoming aware. Yeah. We can't change anything that we're not aware of. And so the first thing is just pay attention, pay attention to the thoughts that you have frequently about money and just write them down. Mm -hmm. Just pay attention. Oh, what are the things I always think about money and put those down. Now I want everyone to remember that The reason you have certain thoughts and beliefs is probably because at some point when you were a child, those things helped to protect you and keep you safe and keep you part of the tribe, which was your family, uh, which was helping raise you and keep you alive. There are a lot of reasons that we have, we had beliefs as young children, we had safety mechanisms and coping mechanisms that kept us safe as kids that are no longer resourceful as adults. And so the first thing I would say is just become aware of the beliefs you've had and how those beliefs have protected you because we don't do things that we think aren't protecting us. So we have to sort of look at that and say, oh, right, now this kept me safe. Now, protecting and keeping safe may also mean keeping small Mm -hmm. and staying small. But regardless, let's just examine where have those beliefs kept you safe and small and just begin to think about this is a process. This is not like we're going to fix this overnight. You know, I wish I could have, I wish I had a, uh, you know, I could wave a magic wand and make everyone value money. Um, But just begin to look at that. And then what I love uh, to do is just begin to recognize the thoughts and say, what, what's a, what's a different thought I could have? What's a different way I could approach this, approach this. The best way to deal with money, fears and mindset issues is to actually get into money. Meaning start looking at your banking account every day, Mm -hmm. start uh, looking at your investments account every single day, start reading books about it. Money always goes from those who value at least to those who value it most. 
So if you don't value money, you are likely spending and losing a lot of money and giving it to people who value it more than you do. So begin to become aware of your patterns. The second thing is because the word money has so much charge around it. One of the things that I like to do is I say, well, just replace the word money with carrots. <laughs> you know, it's like it immediately it drops the charge yeah. around the word money. Like, something may cost me a hundred carats and it may cost you 200 carats, or I may earn 500 carats and you may earn a thousand carats, but that doesn't have all of the stigma attached to the word money. You realize when you do that, that money is just a resource, just like carrots are. We can grow more of them. We can harvest more of them. We can um, bring in more, we can spend more, we can share more. And it is a limitless source. And I think if people can see money, begin to see money in that way, um, it will begin to slowly transform the relationship with money. But if you want to improve your money mindset, start paying attention to your beliefs, start paying attention to where your money is going on a daily basis. And yeah, that's uncomfortable. It is uncomfortable, but that's kind of the point because we only grow, Heather, at the border of support and challenge. So what I say to people is, if you want to, if you have the dream of, let's say, being a millionaire, right? So many people have that dream. I want to be a millionaire. Okay, great. Any dream you have, like, let's say, being a millionaire is going to come with corresponding challenges. That's normal. That's how life works. Everything is support and challenge. So when you pick your dreams, when you pick your financial goals, you're also picking your challenges. Mm -hmm. And if you are saying, I want to be wealthy, but my challenge is around money mindset. And my challenge is around, I don't know where my money is going because I'm not paying attention to it because I don't value it. You have to begin to address those challenges and in addressing the challenges, you will get closer to your dream rather than just hanging out in the fantasy of it, which is what a lot of people do. They just hang out in fantasy land, but they don't want to deal with the challenges that are required uh, for us to overcome. I love it. And, you know, I absolutely love that you're, you're really giving things that people can shift right away that they can think about the awareness love the carrots that's fantastic yeah totally carrots. diffuses it totally diffuses it because it is it's very like there's a lot of energy around it and you want to shift the energy from a from a negative energy to a positive energy yeah and yeah that's fantastic well, let's say that some of our listeners out there are thinking well you know what can i do to to build more or a more predictable revenue? Like what can, what can um, these business owners, these entrepreneurs do differently to help build some wealth? You know, this is going to sound really funny. Heather. <laughs> when I, I, when like I funny. say this, this is, this is going to sound crazy. So one, a lot of people, especially in business, will say, I just want to help people. I want to serve. Yeah. And you and I, and those who are listening, we all come with a heart of service. Mm -hmm. That's why we're entrepreneurs. So I get that. But paradoxically, the more niche and focused your business is on a specific target market, 
the more opportunities for wealth you will have to grow within it. Mm -hmm. And I see a lot of business owners not wanting to develop a clear target market because they're afraid of leaving money on the table, but you cannot market to the entire world. Right. It is, you can if you're Amazon or Google (laughs) or Microsoft Mm -hmm. or Facebook, but I'm assuming you're not any of those things for our listeners. So if that's the case and you don't have unlimited sources of money to do advertising, the first thing that individuals can do, and this is a game changer, and I know you have heard it before, friends, but please take it to heart. Specificity in your target market, specificity in the niche of what you offer is a game changer. I built, Heather, a very successful marketing consulting business, not by marketing to, not by saying, I'm a marketing consultant. I'll work with the mom and pops. I'll work with the big guys. I'll work with the medium guys. I'll work with everyone. That's not what I did. I said, I only want to work with fortune 500 companies. And I only want to do a very specific type of marketing called developer marketing. For those of you who have not heard about that type of marketing, don't even worry about it. It's not a big deal for you. That's how specific it is. Yeah. That niche made me wealthy. And so for people who say, I don't want to, I don't want to narrow myself. I'm saying, baby, that's where the riches are. What's that phrase you've heard? The riches are in the niches. Yeah. Yeah. That's the truth. So that's really, you Uh, know, the number money problems in business are often target market problems. There's also problems with pricing. Totally. Because Laura, you know, I can't even tell you the number of people that I've had the, the, the same conversation where people are like, well, I, my service is for anyone. And no, it, it's just <laughs> not, and it may be, but you still have to pick one, you know, what I mean? because, because that's how you're going to be really focused exactly. in, you know, in, in better serving that client And you'll be able to expand within that niche. I love it. Love it. Love it. Exactly. And let me, can I just say one more thing, Heather? I just want to remind people, and and, and this is true for me, and I I think it's true for many others I've met. The more specific you are, the faster things happen. The more clear, cash loves clarity. Mm -hmm. The clearer you can get on exactly who you serve, exactly what you do for them, the faster the money comes because people can finally identify with you say, Oh, he or she, they help me. They, they know exactly my problems. Oh my gosh. I feel like I've just met a friend that really, really can accelerate things. My business went from zero to full throttle in six weeks. Wow. Because I had a very clear target market. So don't be afraid Uh, For those who are listening to Target, and if you're still like, oh, I don't want to have a Target, I want to just do everyone, (laughs) then then let's do this. Let's just play a game. Let's play a game. And the game is, for the next 90 days, I'm going to pick a Target market. And then just play the game. And if you don't like the game and you say, oh, this isn't fun for me, then you can play another game in 90 days, but give it a quarter. Mm -hmm. Guarantee you'll begin to see results. Uh, I love this challenge and I can't wait for those of you listening. I, I would love for you to come back and let us know if you took the 90 day challenge here that Laura's putting out for you and what happened. I love the feedback and Laura, I knew this was going to happen, um, but this time it has just absolutely 
flown by. And I suspect that because of the nuggets that you've already provided, we've got some listeners on the edge of their seat saying, how can I get a hold of Laura? So can you share a little bit about Brave by Design, how people can find you, anything like that? Absolutely. I'd be happy to. So for those of you who want to take that 90 day challenge, who want to learn more, head over to bravebydesign.net where you can go take the predictable monthly revenue quiz. It's the 29 questions that over 1 million service-based businesses have answered yes to, to build predictable monthly revenue. They are, it, it works. So you take the quiz, you'll get your results. And that is one of the greatest next steps I can recommend for everyone listening over at bravebydesign.net. Love it. And if you're driving, don't worry, you can go to the show notes later and you can click on it. We'll, we'll have it put in the, in the show notes for you. Laura, you're amazing. And I oh, thanks, Heather. have loved spending time with you. Do you have any you know, final words of wisdom, something that you want to make sure that our listeners leave with today? Yeah, thank you for asking. Um, what I want to do is first congratulate everyone for getting to where you are at this point in your life. We have all been through multiple challenges. You have climbed multiple mountains. And so I applaud you for getting to this point. And the thing I want to say about that is if you are looking to grow your business to really the next level, I want you to remember that what got you here, which is no small feat, often will not get you there. Mm -hmm. And so it is really important that as you grow as an individual, as you grow as a business, you find people who are, um, who have done it, who are quote unquote bigger than you, and you really stand on the shoulders of giants so that you can rise to the next summit. And I wish you all good luck and lots of bravery. Oh, Laura, I love it. All right, everybody, go out there, be brave, take the, take the challenge, let us know how you did with it. And if you love this episode as much as I did, share it with a friend and leave us a review. Thank you all and have a beautiful day.